This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where, of course, we will be talking about that dramatic win at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Spurs 2, Liverpool 1. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game. But before I introduce them, I just want to tell you that we are up to second in the Premier League table. We have now played seven. We have won five. We have lost two. Uh, sorry, we have drawn two. We are unbeaten. We are only one point away from champions Manchester City. Let's introduce the guest. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to have to come on here and talk about Liverpool. Do you know that? I was about to give them credit for nine men. I was about to go mental. I was going to be, oh my gosh. But to get that winner at the last second. Oh my gosh. We've bloody well broken the curse. We have broken the curse of Liverpool, finally. Thank you to Jonesy for the Ginola top, which is underneath, which is underneath the old Tottenham top. It's worked again, the lucky tops. We've got the three points. (laughs) Bloody hell, what a game. What a game. Roller coaster of a game. And as you can bloody well tell, I am buzzing. Let's have it. Let's get into it. Come on! I'll tell you what, I've just come out um, from the stadium, obviously, and uh, the scenes. I've just uploaded a YouTube video. Do watch it when you get time, because the scenes inside the Spurs stadium today, at that very end when, of course, that own goal went in. Unbelievable. The full-time whistle went. Jurgen Klopp shook hands with Postacoglu, and then the Spurs fans went wild. Everyone went wild. It was unbelievable scenes. As I say, do watch it. We've also got... TV presenter Chris Babin back with us. Chris, lovely to have you here, especially after a win like that. How are you? Anxious. <laughs> That's a bit of stress. Um, do you know what? I, I would have been happy. I was sort of resigning myself to a point. I didn't think there was any chance they were going to nick it, but I was sort of resigning myself to a point 
and sort of coming to terms with that and being sort of reasonably pleased with that. But then, you know, I think we just, you know, I, we deserve that bit of luck, don't we? We've had, we've been on the other end of, of you know, poor decisions or bad bits of luck and what have you. So I, I think we thoroughly deserve that. People will take the credit away from us. Um, you know, nine men own goal. You know that. You know all of the, the all of the other excuses. But but we've had so many bad rubs at the green or runs at the green, haven't we? Over the years, we deserve that. I'm delighted. It's and I think this is the best football I've ever seen us play. You know, I think this is better than 2016, 2017. It's not as like frenetic and fast paced, but it's more considered, measured. This is but everybody's like Perlo on the ball. Like every single player, <laughs> every player to a man, dropping the shoulder, turning the man. It's incredible. Incredible. You can tell how everyone is in such good mood and buzzing because I only asked you and Ricky how you are and you're talking about the game already. <laughs> I love it. We've also got BBC journalist Holly Clemens back with us. Holly, how are you? Do you know what, Chris? I was just taking a photo of the comments. I saw someone uh, just said that I'm the good luck charm. Five out of five now. Each time I come on the channel, is it really? It's a win. I'm a lucky charm. So. Wow! <laughs> wow! Every that. week, be on it every week. Yeah, well, this is what needs to happen. But no, I can't sit still. Um, I felt like I lived a million lives during that game. I really felt like I still can't get my head around it, and I, I'm just so jealous uh, to have not been there because it just unreal support from the fans today. Absolutely incredible. The atmosphere looked electric, Chris. And I mean, just just as Chris was saying just then, like it's just amazing to see us play this type of football. There were some some moments where I got a bit worried we were playing a bit too far forward at times and I felt like, you know, we relied on like the likes of Mickey van der Ven far too much. I mean, he's fast, but my God, he's not he's not always a miracle worker, you know? Like, there's only so much we can do when we're all that far forward. But my God, we bounced back and we kept fighting and, uh, you know, all of the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter, right? Oh, we're down to nine men. Well, you got it handed to you, right? And Gary Neville especially, his commentary, what's he on about? Chris, if you listen to this back, it's almost like he's ex-Liverpool. I can't get my head around it. Like, I'm absolutely perplexed. I'm even getting replies from Man United fans going, we're just as convinced as you. Not a single credit where credit was due to Tottenham there at all. It was constantly, oh, Liverpool this, Liverpool that. So anyway, take that. A win is a win. Let's have it. Ricky, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on today's game. I tell you, I'm, I'm just trying to get my breath back right now. <laughs> mate, mate, I'm not surprised. You're not going to catch that breath for a long while. Until you're escorted out by the security, that's when you'll catch your breath, bruv. But let me tell you what, you know, last week you asked me about prediction and I said 2-1, bruv. I said 2-1, right? And, and my thought was Basuma was going to score the winner. I had a feeling that Sonny was going to score the first. But it is such a tough game against Liverpool. It's always a tough game against Liverpool. We don't get anything against Liverpool. The amount of times that we should have won and we end up drawing, or the amount of times that we're in winning positions and we end up losing. There's such a, there's such a dodgy side for us. But, you know, full of quality. Look, Liverpool are fully full of quality. And you can see that, you know, that they're used to clock system and, then, you know, and, and that system's embedded in them. But... Today, I just had that feeling, man, that we was going to turn up and show up. And, and we did. Do you know what I mean? And look, again, Liverpool are a quality side. In the first half, they, they had a couple of crosses where there was nobody there. They, 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 they could have, like, 
scored a couple in that first half against us. But the boys were resolute. We didn't stop playing. We um, we kept playing the Ange way. We didn't panic. You know, I thought Romero was fantastic. I thought, for, for me, I thought Porro was outstanding today. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. His flicks, his tricks, his defensive capabilities, as well as his offensive capabilities. Today, I thought he was all over the park. Do you know what I mean? But the whole side, again, when you can come away and say the whole side deserve a man in the match, and we've done that week in, week out with this new Tottenham side, it just shows you how far we've come. But to do that, to get down to nine men, and both of their red cards were deserved, 100%, and I'm biased, but still, at the same time, it was deserved. But for them to hold out the way that they were holding out for, for them to bring on, you know, the, the centre-back and the holding midfielders and, and just shore it up, there was that time in that second half where I was just like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and if we would have came away with a 1-1, with a look, you know, we would have taken it, of course. But you, we all know we would have got pelters. We would have got pelters for, for drawing Liverpool with nine men. So all of those tweets that Holly was talking about and seeing right now that, uh, you know, you're, they had nine men, it was given to It wasn't. Liverpool put up a, one hell of a fight. Do you know what I mean? Liverpool put up one hell of a brick wall to, for us to try and get through. <clears throat> and I did think, as not, and, and not that I agree with too much that, that Neville says, but... You know, when they were saying, he was saying in commentary that we was losing ideas and we was trying to play through the middle where we needed to stretch it a bit wider and play more on the wings and, and, and get people out of position a bit more. It, it was grinding towards that. It was grinding towards that 1-1 one, one draw. And, and I was just like, oh, come on, please, 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 please. And in the very last second, I mean, oh my gosh, we deserve it for the way that we play today. We deserve it for the never stop attitude, the never die attitude, the never give up attitude, the team ethic, the team unity, the togetherness, the brotherhood. We deserve it for all of those. We deserve it for all of the times we should have and we just never could have. But today we did and today we can. And today we came away with three points from Liverpool and that has pushed us up to second in the damn table in this can anybody believe this this is this is a new this is the same Tottenham well it's not the same Tottenham but this is the same side that we finished with last season that ended under that dark deep disgusting cloud where we had 101 problems do you know what I mean and and to see us where we are right now and what direction we're going in right now is just so pleasing and it's so enjoyable. Thank you, Big Ange. Thank you, the boys. Come on, man. I'll tell you what, when that second goal went in as well, Ange Postacoglu was just so, so calm. He was the calmest person in that stadium again, same as the Sheffield United game. Um, Roy writes here, I don't care another win, three points and second in the league table and I'm beaten. Happy days. It's about time we had a bit of luck. Chris, many people said that it was going to be a very difficult week for Spurs, playing Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. Would Spurs get anything out of it? We've ended up getting four points. It perhaps should have been six. You must be happy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you'd have been delighted. I, I think before those two games, you'd, if someone offered you two points, you'd rip your arm, rip their arm off for that, wouldn't you? You know, uh, 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 you know, at the Emirates, away at the Emirates and Liverpool, you know, our bogey team, very, very good team. You know, they're going to be right up there. This, You know, they'll, they, I, th I think they're going to be right in amongst, uh, you know, Man City, chasing Man City down the whole way. Looks like me, we might even be doing that as well. You know, I mean, it's, you know, we, we've had, a, we've had a tough start. You know, we've had a tough start. You know, the games that we've had, um, 
it, yeah, you couldn't ask for any more. You, you, it's, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? And the football's been amazing. That togetherness is there. It just feels, it, it just feels as good as it could be. Really, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have asked for anything more. You, you know, you wouldn't have expected it to be as good as this. Um, but it is, and it's, and it's brilliant. You know, we're we're playing proper football. The the boys that. That, that solidarity and that togetherness and that camaraderie, you know, one of them will lose the ball and it's not a case of, oh, well, that's on you. They, they bust, they're busting a gut to help each other, to, 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 you know, make up for someone else's mistake. You know, they're, they're working as hard as if they've made the mistake. And that's throughout the team. Every single player is doing that for each other. And it's lovely to see, you know, it's just, it's very, very refreshing. And, you know, as as Ricky said, you know we've we've um, we've come on a million miles in a very short you know very short space of time, haven't we? Hello. We've also got Spurs legend David Howes with us. David, give us your thoughts on today's game. Good uh, in, David. We all need pacemakers, I think. Now, two, two fun <laughs> games running now in Ange time. We've done it. So um, yeah, very exciting. Didn't have the feeling like against Sheffield United. I, 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 I felt it coming, to be honest. Once we got the equaliser, I felt the winner coming, but didn't really have that feeling today. So for us to to go and do it, um, we've made it even more exciting. I think so. Yeah, completely mad. It was a mad atmosphere, wasn't it? Again, how far do you think Ange Postecoglou can push this side to what, what could we achieve this season? Well, I just listened to him on the telly, and it's, it's I mean, interviews so well. It's refreshing because. He's just brutally honest. And, and, and he said, look, I'm not setting any targets because we might achieve them. And then what do we do? So he's, he's right, you know, but why, why set a limit on what we can do and where we can go? He just says he wants to improve every time. And I look at the players and they are improving every time. I look at the individual performances from Udogi and, and Van der Ven. And every time I see them, they're better than, better than last time. They're doing things now. Um, all of them at the midfield today, when they're just popping it around, to sort of prop, even 11 v 11, I thought... You know, the times we made Liverpool look an ordinary team when we had the ball, and that was that's a real testament to the players because they're a great team. And Sonny really seems to have stepped up since he's been given the captain's armband. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really important for him to get off the mark at Burnley. He'd been contributing really well to the team, but to get his goals, it, it means a lot more to Sonny. You can just see he's buzzing now, and the run that he made for the goal again, getting across like he did at Arsenal, and getting that getting that first touch was a centre forward goal. David, last question for you. Ange Postecoglou made nine changes in the Carabao Cup. Of course, you were in the team that won the last FA Cup for Spurs back in 1991. Mm. Do you think he'll take that competition a little bit more seriously? Well, yeah, I think because, with it being a weekend competition, I think it might be a midweek round, might, might there, but with it being a weekend competition, I don't think there'll be any doubt that he'll play our strongest team in the, in the, in the third round and, and going forward. I mean... Why not? Why wouldn't you? Because you know, it's five games and you're in the final. So, absolutely, I'm sure. And they would have learned from that. They would have learned that um, it was it was a mistake, perhaps. But, we, you know, it's a tough, Fulham away is a tough game. We could have started with our strongest team and, and not got through the round. So, um, it, 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 I don't think he'll make the same mistake again. He, he knows how desperate people are to win something. David, love to see you. Good Thanks so much. All the best, guys. Take care. Up as well. Holly, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just move on like that. God, can't just segue we, to me. I'm disappointment in comparison. <laughs> we just had David Howes on the show. Can we just can we just take a minute to appreciate the oh. man that is David Howes? Oh no, we've got somebody else. Oh, he's yeah. got somebody else. Gaza. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh, if it is Gaza, I'm gonna go mental. 
Oh, Holly, babe, sorry, sweetheart. But no. look, when a legend's on the show, you've got to, you've yeah, got to give them a bloody well, right, Rick, come on. Sorry. Do you know what, Hull? <laughs> I forgot. It's, it's, the, it's the game. It made me forget, babes. It made me forget. I'm joking, you know I mean? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Chris, Who's he got? Chris, Who's come he on, got? my heart can't take it. All right, sh- sh- shall right, we no, take guesses? Heart, no, seriously. Let, like, let's have a guess. Chris. I'm going to go with Mickey Hazard. We've also got Sandro. Oh, with us. <laughs> <laughs> Sandro. Oh, Tottenham Hotspur 2, Liverpool 1. Give I us said, your thoughts. I said, uh, I said before the game, I said the game will be 2-2. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, just to score in the end, I, I don't have... <clears throat> my voice is, is gone. <laughs> because, uh, yeah... I'm so happy, so happy. You played in a fantastic midfield alongside Modric, Van der Vaart. This midfield is superb, isn't it? Wow, wow. Bizuma is playing amazing. He's, he's a fighting. He's, a, he's everywhere in the pitch. Uh, Sar also. Yeah, it's, it's great to see the boys playing well. Um, they believe until the end. Uh, I knew, I knew we are going to we're gonna score. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, when the the goal came, uh, yeah, it was just amazing. What are your thoughts on Ange Postecoglou of what he's done at this club so far this season? Wow, wow! Uh, it's every everything that uh, we we need was a coach like that to give uh, to give hope for the fans, hope for the for the future. And uh, yeah, he's fantastic. It's fantastic. Sandro, lastly, what would be a good season for Tottenham? Wow, man. Every week I'm <laughs> every week I'm excited, man. Uh, but we know it's a transition. Uh, but it's open. See, see today. But um, to to stay in the top four will be the first the first uh, thing. Uh, and after we have to see uh, game by game. Sandra, hopefully we're going to get you on the podcast very soon. Yes, yes. Lo- lovely to see you. Lovely to come see on, you. guys. Glad to see you, mate. Well, come, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on Thank man. you so much. Cheers. You're welcome, mate. What's going on here? What's going on here? I'm never going to forgive myself for my technical problems then because right now... <sighs> it's I'm funny. I'm taking screenshots. I fainted. I fainted. Maybe that was it. <laughs> what happened? Where are we? Where are we? Holly, are we coming to you? I'm yeah, go to Holly. All right, okay. Hit me. Thoughts on the game today? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Sorry? The thought, your thoughts on today's game before we get oh, our next guest on. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's more? You never know. You never know. Okay, right. Thoughts on the game. Um, I mean, from the start, very tense, but we kept pressing and, um, yeah, brilliant to see. Lovely to see Richarlison on the left. I felt like it was a genius move. Madison to Richarlison to Sonny just felt like beautiful football and just incredibly smooth. Some little mistakes from um, Richarlison and I had really high hopes that he would... um, that he would redeem himself and he did um 
by that beautiful pass. I mean, the pass early on to Kulisevsky was lacking, and I thought, oh, God, come on, we're not having one of those games again, are we, Rishi? And then that assist to, to Sonny was just incredible. I really, really hoped that it would be a Richarlison goal that would um, help us win the game, would win us the game. Um, it feels a shame that it was an own goal that, that led us to that. Um, but I felt like we deserved... We deserved those three points. It would have just been great, and even the more sweeter if uh, if it was if it was one of our players that, that got it in there. But I mean, come on now, smiles all round. Um, someone in the comments just now said, "I hope Holly gets ahead round it. Uh, good luck." I don't know what you mean by that. Um, doesn't really sound that nice, but I'm probably not going to get my head around it ever, and I'll probably be bang on about it forever. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing, and maybe that is just like made me all a little bit confused. But it's because it's incredibly exciting. It's always a hard fixture against Liverpool, and to be honest, I think we did deserve that win. We really did. And just come on, Ange. Like how much more love can I have for you? I just don't know if I've got any space left in my heart to give any more. I just love that man. Chris, let's come to you. It does feel good, doesn't it, beating Liverpool? Because we, you know, we do have a terrible record against them, both home and away, in Premier League history. I think it was one one win in the last twenty seven meetings before today, and that one was at Wembley Stadium back in twenty seventeen when we when when of course we were building this stadium. Um, it does feel that extra little bit special beating a good side like that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not been a great sort of fixture for us in the Premier League. It's not been a great fixture for us in Europe either, is it? Um, so, 100%. Yeah, I think we, we definitely deserve a bit of luck against those guys. I think we've been really unlucky. You know, I think we played some really... We I think this fixture is some of the is the fixture that we played some of our best football, actually, and, and probably deserved an awful lot more. Um, you know, Richie's goal, you know, Richie scoring that goal and then him going up the other end straight away to score, you know, goals disallowed, you know, just little bits of bad luck through this fixture that I think we probably deserved a lot more out of it than we've had over the, certainly over the last sort of four or five years. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely delighted. And they're, and they're a proper team. You know, they, they, they had a bad season last season. Uh, by their standards, um, but I, they're they're going to be back this season without a shadow, any shadow of a doubt. They're 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 a very good side, um, and and have been sort of building up for I, I don't even know how long Klopp's been there. He's been there quite a long time now, hasn't he? Five six years maybe, maybe even longer. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, he's the, he's done a great job there, um, and you, you can't you know hopefully we get that keep hold of uh, Big Ange for for five six seven eight years and uh, and start to build something serious there because it's. It's, it's just incredible that the transformation has just been amazing, um, and you, it's just it's a joy to watch. It's everything, every the, the whole club has been lifted in a in a in two months, you know, a, three months, whatever it is, you know. Um, so it's fabulous. But yeah, all, all the sweeter to, to beat Liverpool in the dying seconds. Um, I couldn't care less whether they had three or four players on that pitch. Really, you know, it's a win's a win, and I don't care. It's an own goal. Uh, it's it obviously would be lovely for, for, for I think, uh, I totally agree with Holly. You want Richie to score a big goal, don't you? I think, you know, to, to sort of maybe kickstart him. Um, but I thought he played really well today. I liked him. I thought his movement was good. He was there. You know, maybe he sort of. <laughs> Get a red book out. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely delighted. Chris, I want to ask you the same question that we've just asked uh, David Howes and Sandro. 
how far do you think and Foster Coglu can take this team this season? Man United at home, Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. You know, we've had some tough games. Who else? You know, Man City's six points, isn't it? Banker, no problem every season. Um, we could win it, couldn't we? Can we? No. Come on. <laughs> We're winning the Are lot, you... mate. We're winning the lot. Chris, I, I'm, I, I say on this podcast every week, I know we're only seven games in, but I don't feel like I should get carried away yet. Are you getting carried away? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because what, what my eyes are seeing... You go, there's nothing. Who's going to stop it? Like, what's what's to stop us? You know, Man City are a machine. They're a juggernaut, of course. But the, the, the Tottenham in you does always pull you back, doesn't it? Whenever you sort of get a bit carried away, you always go, oh, we, we'll probably get beat at Luton, you know. Um, but from from what I'm seeing, the football they're playing and the fact that it's so early... I, 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 we could do. We could. We could be right up there. Right up we there. We love to beat City yeah. as well. We absolutely love to beat City. So City all day, City. City, who? Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we were at our worst. Yeah. Well, we're one point away from Manchester City in the league table. Unbelievable. After seven games. Um, well, who else is unbeaten? It must only be the, the that other mob, mustn't it? It is Arsenal. Yeah. Who are third? Yeah, amazing. I mean, phew. yeah. <laughs> Ricky, let's come to you. Um, now, the match stats Spurs had 65% of the ball to Liverpool's 35. Shots, we had 24 to Liverpool's 12. Shots on target, we had 8 to Liverpool's 4. Corners, we had 12 to Liverpool's 5. And fouls, Spurs 11, Liverpool 17. Um, the lineups, um, one change. Uh, from the team that played Arsenal last weekend. Of course, Brendan Johnson was out uh, through injury. Richarlison came in to the team as follows. Vicario, Poro, uh, Romero, Van der Ven, Udogi, Saar, Basuma, Madison, Richarlison, Son, Kulisewski. And then the subs today, Forster, Phillips, Solomon, Royale, Hoybier, uh, Vilez, Jamie Donnelly uh, for the first time, um, Skip and Davis. Um, the right choice. I think uh, a lot of people expected Solomon to come in. I was pleased that Rasalison came in. And I know when the team lineup came out, a lot of people felt that Rasalison was going to have that central role position again. Mm. I didn't think so, but a lot of people did. Um, the right decision for you for Rasalison to come in today? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, absolutely, Chris. I mean, you know, especially after last season when he got the one goal that he did get in the Premier League against Liverpool, you know, the fact that his history is against Everton and Liverpool are the biggest rivals for Everton, you know, and the fact that he's got a lot to prove and he he wants to step up and he wants to do well for, for, for Tottenham and score the goals, I thought it was a great choice to put Richarlison in there um, because you just never know with him. You just never know with him. He's, he is... He's emotional, he's chaotic, he wears his heart, not even on his sleeve, all over his kit, do you know what I mean? You can see his heart, you know? You can see when he misses a touch or a flick that how frustrated he is. You could see how uh, uh, frustrated he was by not scoring at certain opportunities or not getting it on target. You, but you, So you can see the want from the player. You can see he wants to do well. So to put him in today against um, Liverpool, I thought it was a great... Great choice. And for the rest of the team to be pretty much settled is another great choice because these boys are learning how each other run, how we play, how, you know, um, it, it's not just the 
a, a lot of the attacking play gets highlighted, especially with runs and overlapping play and passes in between, the kind of tick attacker passing. But also, you've got to look at that defence. And that back four, well, back five, including Vicario, has been the same consistently for the last couple of games. And they're starting to kind of really understand each other. And like Chris was saying earlier there, um, you know, they really are kind of fighting for each other and, and learning when one goes that the other one's going to stay. I mean, if you would have seen um, Holly Clemens' his future husband speak during the week this week, he was saying... <laughs> Um, that, that that's Van der Ven in case anybody's no, in, no in, in case any yeah I mean she's put out a tweet she's let it out there she's been seeing a West Ham supporter I don't know oh, how so that happened dumped me dumped me Ricky with some well, subjects <laughs> I mean I mean well babes I mean to tell you the truth you're care, too good we're winning the league is all that matters you're, you're, you're too good for a West Ham supporter and Mickey Van der Ven's waiting for you there do you know what I mean sweetheart do you know what I mean thanks Rick so, thanks uh, Put yeah, in a word for me, Chris, well. all right? When you meet him, put a word yeah. in for me. Say, I know a lovely, no. eligible bachelorette. I will let him know, babes. And let me tell you this, the Tottenham supporters are going to let him know as well, all right? Don't you worry. But, um, yeah, I thought he was fantastic. And when he came out earlier in the week and he was speaking about the partnership between him and Romero and how Romero, and not just him, but the whole squad when he turned up, that it wasn't just, oh, hi, how you doing? It was, you know, questions about him, questions about his interests, questions about his life. And it, it, there was like a, a, a very much a togetherness, very much a kind of open arm type of reception that he got. And the way that he spoke about it, it kind of made me feel how many players, new players that get signed, that go into clubs, how many of them are actually open, uh, uh, welcomed with, with, with open arms. And it kind of sounds like not not a lot, but... You know, the club's gone back to unity. It's gone back to brotherhood. It's gone back to looking after me, looking after you. It's gone up. It's gone back to welcome rather than you're here to challenge my spot. And the fact that he spoke about Romero being the aggressor and that makes him a little bit more aggressive, but him being the calm one and that makes Romero a little bit calm. Well, we've seen that ever since Brentford. Do you know what I mean? And we've seen a relationship grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And long may that continue. And, and, and like I've said for the last, I don't know, six games, seven games now, you know, this is still in its infancy. We have got so, 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 so far to go. And we, if we continue in this vein, who knows? And I'll come back to what the manager said. No ceiling, no flaws. So, so when it comes down to what you're talking to Chris about earlier there, you know, look, about get, getting carried away. Listen, we've been under a cloud for so long. Even when we was doing well, we wasn't playing that great. Do you know what I mean? Like, enjoy it, Tottenham fans. Every single one of you, believe, get carried away. Get carried away. Why not? You know, how many times do we get this in, in, in our Tottenham supportership? Do you know what I mean? In the high and in the low. Like, to go with it. Believe. Cheer them on. You know, go and give it to your to, to your West Ham workmates and your Guna workmates and your Liverpool workmates and your Man United workmates. Go give it to them, man, because you know, Tottenham are back and we're back on top, mate. Well, as you said, everyone's calling uh, Postacoglu dad at the moment. And he said probably because of the clothes that he wears. He was wearing a very um, smart suit again today, as he was last love week it. against Arsenal. You, you love that, Holly? I love it because I know he means business as soon as he steps out in that suit. He barely had enough time to uh, get all the champagne off it after the North London derby. He's back <laughs> in it looking fresh as ever. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I just, he's just, 
he gives me so much faith just for his calm demeanor he's complete he's but i feel like he is just like a swan that just like acts with so much class and just glides around but underneath he's probably like you know but I mean, we've got to just back him because, oh my God, I'm, I'm in love with him. I'm absolutely in love with him. He is just incredible. And he just surprises me in so many ways all the time. And the decision he makes, he just sees something in some of the players that I don't think anyone else has seen before. He just, he's incredible. And I think, I think he's proved a lot of people wrong and just, Unbelievable seeing the fans sing his song today with like every fiber of their being, heart and soul, just and him walking around with this like little smile on his face. I just thought you deserve it, you deserve it, and it was beautiful. Holly, you're getting carried away, then, yeah? Oh, I got carried away a long time ago, Chris. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I've never not been carried away, I'm very much away all the time. <laughs> Well, I think I'm with Chris on this one. We've got Luton away next week. And, uh, you know, perhaps if we beat Luton quite comfortably, perhaps I'll, I'll start, you know, getting carried away a little bit. Um, but, you know, we, we all know as Spurs fans, don't get carried away at certain points. You know, just just wait and be patient. Um, Chris, let's come to you. We had our first chance in the game after 11 minutes. Um, Richarlison on the left crossed it. No one there to tap in. Um, should Kulisewski, should he have gambled at the back post to to tap that in because it just seemed a bit of a void there. Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what I said uh, to my 10-year-old uh, and my 6-year-old that were watching the game with me. I said, how many times have I told you, you, you go to that far post. That's You'll get, you, you, you gamble on that far post, you get half a dozen goals a season, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, it's, what do, they, what do they call it? The position of the most opportunity or something. It's And you've, you've got to hit it, haven't you? You know, always. It's, whether you think it's going to come or not, you make the run and then and then you're not at fault if it, if it doesn't come. But if you don't, you are at fault for not being there 100%. But I think even, you know, it's it feels like a long time ago now, but even 11 v 11, we were playing football. You know, we were, we, you know, we were, we were pressing them. We were, we were sort of, you know, we got caught a couple of times um, when they were pressing us, but we were playing through their press. And, and, and so, you know, when we're playing out from the back, under pressure, absorbing that press, I think we're playing incredibly well. But also at the other end, when we're pressing a team that are trying to do the same thing, when they're trying to play out from their back line, how many times are we turning the ball over, you know, and winning it high up the pitch? I mean, it's it's remarkable, you know. So, yeah, I've got, I've just been just absolutely delighted with the with the football. It is incredible. Yes, yeah, you know, you, you want Deggy to get on the end of that, but. I, you know, he didn't. It is what it is. It didn't cost us in the end, so it's fine. And he's sort of playing his way back into form, isn't he? Um, you know, I, th I still think there's a few maybe decisions he's making that aren't quite right, whether to go on the outside or the inside, maybe wanting to beat that extra man again. Um, but he, he's getting better. I think every week you're you're starting to see, you know, you're seeing him improve. And I think he he's still very young and he'll get back to, to, to the very, very high standards that he set, that he set himself the end of the season before last. Chris, let's go on, Rick. You, you know what? You know what I was going to say? Uh, just to jump on the back of that, Chris. Um, just look at us from last year, right? And, and, and the seasons previous, there was always a couple of standout players, right? There would, there would always, we'd always 
find concentrate on one player. You know, oh, Hoiberg's done well. He's he's yeah. run everybody into the ground. You know, Emerson Royal's done okay. Yeah, he's he, and you know Harry Kane, Harry Kane, or you know, it was always one player. But since yeah. the start of the season, we have had eleven men men of the match games. Do you know what I mean? It's been so refreshing to see the whole side. And and like you were saying just there, I mean, even your doggy. You know, every time that Liverpool was on the press, how good was your doggy? Do you know what I mean? Running and out of words up... for him. Running out of words. Just how many That's times has he won the ball back in the final third? Yeah, and turning it over and then using it as well properly. You know, that's the, you know, it's, it is, he's amazing. And look, look at his last two, he's had a week and a half, hasn't he, that guy? I mean, Saka and Salah. And Jota, and Jota. And Jota, yeah, you know, arguably, you know, some of the best players, if not the league, in the world in, in that position. And he's held his own, more than held his own, looked good. Looked very good. So I'm, I, he's a he's a revelation. That young man, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't expect it at he's all. He's a magician, you know. to be honest. Absolute magician. Just he's wonder, he's wonderful. Hopefully, he's fit and healthy for the remainder of the season because he's quite quickly cemented himself as an essential player mm. in the team, um, who we would undoubtedly notice the minute he's not there just mm. absolutely incredible so young what a talent just going to continue to grow and we just need to nurture him as much as possible because you know he could really be a Spurs legend for us really could be showing such potential and promise already just just incredible absolutely incredible I know we haven't got there yet on the match instance but um Jürgen Klopp in his press conference has just said uh, on the red card for Curtis, he said, I'm sure most people in this room think it was a clear red card. I didn't, but then I played football. And most <laughs> people in this room probably didn't. Um, on the offside goal, he said, uh, when, you look, when you look at it back, it's really clear. Nobody did it on purpose. Whatever I say here just creates headlines. It is not important what I think because it won't change anything. The game is in real time, uh, but we judge it in slow motion. Um, Chris, let's come to come back to you. In the 13th minute, um, Liverpool with a great move, forced two unbelievable saves from goalkeeper Vicario. What have you made of him in a Spurs shirt so far? Because, of course, you know, as Holly touched on, um, many people were disappointed when Postacoglu arrived. Many people were disappointed when Vicario arrived. And both of them have turned out to be fantastic so far after seven matches in the Premier League. That double save, can we just, sorry, carry on, but that double save, like, all the air just left my body. I just was like, <gasps> it was incredible. He's got previous for that as well. But one of the criticisms people had of him before he came, he, he wouldn't parry the ball to the side. You know, he'd, he'd make the save and leave the ball there to be won again. But to be fair to him, he did pass it off to the side. You know, he did everything he could um, for that first save and then the second save as well. So, that, yeah, that double save from Vicario was incredible, you know, and... Very, very necessary. I've been, I've been amazed with him as well. I think he's a fabulous young man. I think he's, he's got, he's got, the, he's got bags of character and energy. Looks like he's sort of fitted in straight away. Everybody seems to love him. He's talking, you know, he's talking to the team. He's, he's, you know, encouraging them. He's, he's leading that back line. He's, he's working with these, you know, guys. And, and he's, I think he's been brilliant. But I, I, I'll hold my hands up. I was disappointed when we didn't get Raya. 
and went for him. And you sort of go, oh, why have we done that? You know, was he like, you know, and then I think I heard someone go, oh, you know, he's, he's not quite ready yet, blah, 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 whatever. And you go, ah, oh, this is, you know, it's such an important position, isn't it? And obviously, you know, we had such a stalwart in Lloris for, for you know, 11 years. Um, all right, the, maybe the, his form was going towards the end, but it's, it's such a, an important focal point that you build the team around. You still, I was a bit disappointed when we thought we were maybe trying to save a few million and, and not pay 40 million for, for Raya or whatever Brentford wanted. And they ended up not getting anywhere near that for him anyway. But but yeah, I wouldn't swap him now. I wouldn't swap Ange for, um, you know, Slot or, or you know, any of the other names that were, that were you out. You could keep your even, 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 you know, and I, I love Poch, you know, I, you know, even, you know, it's very sad to see what's, what's happening and where he, where he ended up. But yeah, I wanted, I would have had. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Any of those in front of Ange. And and it goes to show how much I know. I don't know anything, obviously. Um, so good job I'm not in charge of uh, you know managerial appointments or recruitment. But uh, yeah, I think Vicario has been been superb. And Ange, I mean, what what's there to say? I mean, he's he's. Do you know what? I th- do you know what I've been thinking about Ange recently? Sorry to go slightly off topic. I think he's a, a the the way he communicates and the way he sort of galvanizes everyone and brings everyone along with him is 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 amazing. And he is he is incredible at that but I also think it gives us a slight indication as, as to how far removed we've come from footballers and football managers like how removed from reality they are because he's you know why everyone loves him so much because he sounds like a normal guy he sounds like you could have a beer with him like yes, if yes, free, you could have a quick you could talk for about football for five minutes and you but you have nothing in common with him you couldn't talk to him but you actually think with 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 Ange, actually, there's a bit more there. He's just a normal guy. And whether that's because he came to football a little bit later or he hasn't had that immediate success or he hasn't had those really high-profile jobs or or maybe, I don't know about his playing career, but but he just seems like a really normal, down-to-worth guy. And that is so unusual in football now with the, the billionaires and the trillionaires and, you know, 300, 400, 500 grand a week merchants, you know, actually to see someone that talks sense and 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 appreciates people paying 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 quid to sit in the stand and watch the game. And, and he, and he because a lot of people say it, but you sort of get that he means it and does feel it and does respect it and doesn't take it for granted. And that's, it's just, that's, it's fabulous. Chris, I keep asking on, on these shows week in, week out, have you ever known someone come in at any football club, let alone Spurs, um, and, and just get this togetherness so quickly with the crowd, with the fans, with the players, because 
even today, you know, when the players are walking off the pitch, even Brennan Johnson was sat, um, you know, with the players. Um, all everyone is sat together. Everyone is together. It just seems such a, a fantastic atmosphere, you know, with the players, with the fans. Everyone is real, you know, really together at the moment. Yeah, you would ne not in this period of time. I mean, it should take months and months and months, if not if not a couple of seasons, probably. And you know, as he keeps saying, as as we all know, as you know, in our heart of hearts, there are going to be some some tough days, and and it's and it's those that are going to really sort of get the measure of everybody. You know, I mean, maybe we have had a couple of of sort of tests that we have overcome. You know, getting beaten by Fulham. Or you know, going down to to Sheffield United, or or you know, going down at Arsenal. You know, we have shown there is resilience there, but yeah, the, you know, it just feels it's it's unbelievable how quickly he's turned it around. But it was it was as it, it couldn't have been any lower, could it? I think before he came, that's the worst I've ever known it. You know, and and thirty five thirty five odd years as a fan, that was probably the worst I ever witnessed really you know in terms of morale you know the football and the the feeling around the place you know just everything it was just it was toxic it was it was really sad wasn't it so but yeah he's done he's done amazing even christian gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so i think so yeah <laughs> on, Holly, what do you want to say can i just jump in on that and say um i feel like one of the reasons like Anne just fitted in so well and apart from the obvious and also like the likes of Vicario and some of our other sign-ins when people were saying oh what are we getting them for blah 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 they're the underdogs but we're now the underdogs of the season and we are proving that we are flooring everybody like like people I mean commentators people that are watching the game are going there's something magic happening at Tottenham and it is and it is so Tottenham for the underdogs to surprise people and if we are the underdogs and we're playing this well then let's keep going do you know what I mean when I when I'm following any sport I root for the underdogs because I think when you're like rooting for the likes of Man City all that must get boring it's predictable and you look at the amount of money that Chelsea spent do you know what I mean it's like you can try and go for like the best of the best of things and it doesn't work it's about who you think is going to make a difference and a difference has been made and you know the likes of Conte likes Marino they are a brand they're very much about them and what they've done and what all the things mm. they've achieved and they're trying to maintain this they get angry when they're not delivering Angie's focus and he's been very clear about this in all press conferences the bloke never mentions himself he never even talks about it. you know his focus is so on the job that he's been hired to do he's not proven he doesn't care about proving people wrong. He's not even that bothered. He just wants to do the job that he's been hired to do. The man is just full of class. He is just humble as, and just, yeah, it's not, it's never about him. And, you know, even people are like to us about Harry Kane or how are you going to fare without Harry? I think a lot of players are thriving now without living in his shadow. Um, and, you know, Ange said from the start, if Harry goes, you know, that's it. We'll crack on, we'll carry on. And we were all absolutely bricking it. But he was like, no, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. I know we can do it. And it's just, it's just amazing. I look forward to watching us play. Absolutely look forward to it. And you, and you know what, to jump on the back of that as well about Ange, you know, like, like he was alluding to there, Holly, 
he doesn't have any ego. And w- with all the money that he's been paid over the years and all the money that these players get paid and at the ages that they get paid all of this money, he's actually spoken to, spoken to something within them that money can't buy. He's spoken to their heart. He's spoken to their morals. He's spoken to their standing. He's spoken to, you know, their, 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 the goals in life that they want to achieve. And, and money can't buy those things. You need to kind of go through it with, with humility, with hard work, with togetherness. You know, you, you need to kind of work outside of yourself for your teammate to get that glory at the end of it. And it, and, and it, it, it doesn't matter how, who's getting paid what, you know, whoever's the highest paid player uh, um, at Tottenham right now, it's got nothing to do with their bank account. It's got to do with you as a man and you as a player and, and what do you bring to, to, to this side. And I think he's appealed to all of that kind of, that, that, that core within every person you know within all of us you know whenever i meet a new a new person i don't care whether you're a multi-billionaire or whether you 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 haven't you've got 52 pence in the bloody world bank i will talk to you and treat you the same and and if you're an idiot and if you're like not a nice person then that's when i don't give you time it's got nothing to do with with who you are and what status you are and i think that Ange kind of really kind of plays on that and kind of uh, and uses that he, he uses the human he uses the human aspect and and as an example of that 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 speech that we've all seen that he gives to the australian national team and where he finishes when he finishes the speech he's like right go get your lunch when he speaks about the parents and when he speaks about those people taking you to the games and those those, those people that believed in you before anybody else saw you and he kind of takes that. He gets the heart of the player. He gets the core of the player. He gets that the, the things that we stand for as people first and foremost. And he, he and he drives that up and he fires that up. And and we're seeing that with this side. Can I just add that as well? Talking about this. Sorry, Chris. The um, talking about how it's not all about money. Can I just remind you all that we bought you doggy for fifteen mil. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, but that is an absolute bargain if I've ever heard of one. And also, I've just noticed there's a gooner in the comments. Enjoy your lunch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say, I know we're not there in the match instance yet, but the um, professional game match officials have issued a statement on Luis Diaz's uh, disallowed goal. And they have said, we acknowledge a significant human error occurred during the first half of Tottenham be Liverpool. The goal by Luis Diaz was disallowed for offside by the on-field team of match officials. This was a clear and obvious factual error and should have been resulted in a goal being awarded through VAR intervention. However, the VAR failed to intervene. Uh, We will conduct a full review into the circumstances which led to the error and we will immediately be contacting Liverpool at the conclusion of the fixture (laughs) to acknowledge the error. What a shame. Never mind. The delay is what it is. Oh, what, 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 VAR didn't work for Liv Varpool? What? For the first time ever? What? Oh. Ricky, in the 17th minute, um, I wrote down um, Kulaseski cross. The crowd shouted handball. Was it handball? Uh, was that on Van Dyke? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It, 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 in the instance, it did look like handball, but he tucked his, his arm in. He, there was one hand that went up and the, the other arm was in by his side and it did hit his elbow. Now, I mean, technically below the shoulder is a handball, but 
I mean, listen, if you could give it to Sissoko for a handball, I think he could have given it against Van Dyke for a handball. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, karma, karma, karma. But um, no, I mean, you know, whatever the decision was, let's keep it moving because we've got the three points at the end of the day. His arm was in. It, it did hit his elbow. It To me, in real time, it looked like it hit the trailing arm that was high, but it didn't do that. So um, however you want to decipher that, it's up to you, but at the end of the day, it don't bloody well matter. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think that was a pen. To be fair, I think his body, his his arm was right within his 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 frame. So I I would I think that would have been very very tough uh, if given. But that the, the but the red card, hundred percent. Like Gary Neville, all Gary Neville was saying, oh, I don't think he meant to do that. It's like I, I'm not sure that's the point. No, Could it's not the point him. at all. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it doesn't matter. It's like I, like I get when there's intent that does magnify something, but the lack of intent doesn't detract or negate anything. It's still yeah. a dangerous challenge. He was out of control. He, he was studs up, out of control. Could have broken his leg. Doesn't matter whether he meant to do that or not. Yeah, with the um the, the six minutes before um Curtis Jones actually got sent off, Liverpool did have three fairly decent chances in the game. Yeah. Um, of course, they went down to 10 men very early on after 26 minutes. It kind of changed the game then, Chris, didn't it? How are you feeling as a Spurs fan then? Because, you know, Liverpool go down to 10 men uh, when we're at home. You would expect us to go on uh, to win the game. How are you feeling at that point? Well, I mean, obviously, the sort of, yeah, well, I was going to pretend like, oh, you know, I think it's bad for the game, but actually I was delighted. Um Same. <laughs> and even, even more so when the other one went but um but i think it, it do you know what i think actually we were we were yes we were on we were lucky we rode our luck a little bit with a few chances but as did they you know we were creating chances when it was 11 v 11 anyway i think we were playing good for i think it sort of we lost a bit of impetus then you know and i, I think we sort of the game then sort of slowed down for a bit which is quite natural actually when uh when you are playing with 10 but but yeah you sort of did feel much more confident you know then to to go on and and certainly not lose the game and then you would imagine much more likely to go on and win it Ricky let's come to you after 30 minutes uh Madison had a shot after a one-two with Pedro Poro um a camera save from Allison if you like Three minutes later, Madison to Kulisewski to Richarlison, shot over the bar. What do you think of Richarlison today? Easy. Off mute. Um, I, I think he's working his way into the game. I think he's working his way into the side. I think he, you know, he, there was a couple of touches that were off, but there was more that he was involved in. He still got caught offside a couple of times. Um, but the fact that he was involved in a big game and a big win today, I think will, will do him the world of good. And, and let's see what happens with Richarlison, you know. Um, I, I, I did have a feeling, and I'll, I'll say it because, you know, I'm truthful on here, but um, I did have a feeling once Sonny went off, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know right now. As in putting Richarlison in the middle and putting Solomon on the left. But it, it, it worked out. It worked out, you know. And I think there is so much more to come from, from Richarlison. I think he really wants to do well for us as well. He knows how much we've paid for him. He knows he's Brazil's number nine. He wants to stay in that Brazil <laughs> side. You know, goals mean so much to him. Goals mean so much to him. And the fact that us supporters 
um, at home and in the ground support him and have support, supported him through his mental health uh, ups, downs and lefts and rights. And we're there for him. We've got his back. We don't want to slag him off. We'll critique him if we need to critique him. But we don't want to slag him off. He's our player. We want him to be the Brazil number nine that we signed. We want him to, to smash his goal scoring records. I told you from the, you know, I said at the beginning that I was kind of concerned when we signed Richarlison because he'd never scored more than 13 goals in a season, in his best season. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's not scored more than 13 goals. And in an in a Ange Postacogli side, he should be getting enough chances to smash that record. So today was his first start in a while. Um, I thought he'd done well. He'd done okay. But there's obviously a lot more to come from him. Um, he was always there. He was always available. I, I, I thought his hold-up play was quite nice. Um, it was really hard to get the crosses into him from the flanks just because of how big Van Dijk and then Canate came on a bit later. So it was tough to get to kind of get clean headers off of crosses for him. But you know what? I think there's so much to come from Richarlison. And I think the more that we love him, the more he'll give back to us. So keep supporting him, Tottenham Hotspur. Keep singing his song. Keep cheering him. Keep backing him. Even when he is offside. Do you know what I mean? Keep backing him. And I'm sure we'll be seeing tears of glory and wonder when we when he scores like three or four in a game, do you know what I mean? And when he goes on to break that 13 uh, in a season record, you know? So keep keep backing him. I think there's so much more to come from him. We want to see those tears pouring down a trophy. That's what we want. Oh, uh, yes, please. Yes, absolutely. Holly, let's come to you. Um, in the 34th minute, we uh, we thought the Liverpool scored. We, I think we've covered that already. It should have been a goal, but it wasn't. So never mind. Um, but two minutes later, of course, Spurs went one 0 up through Hunmin Son. Uh, what a pass from Madison uh, to Rashalison! What an assist from Rashalison to Hunmin Son! It just seemed silky football, and this is Anfield at its best. Absolutely, and I tell you what, we are so smooth in that midfield at the minute. And just what Madison, I tell you, you know, for people to say he is the signing of the summer, just. Absolutely, 100% stand by that. It, he is incredible and he's so Spurs. Like you watch him and the passion and even when, you know, it was, he was a great vice-captain choice because really he has completely stepped up to the plate with that. You can just see him when he's like getting frustrated about stuff and whatever. He just loves the club and it's just incredible. But yeah, oh my God. Madison to Richarlison on the left, so silky smooth, straight through to Son, who just like delivered as he does. And it's just those three. I always said I would have loved to have seen Harry Kane play with Madders and Son. But I tell you what, that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. But Madison, just for me, oh, you're the Holly, dream. I'm going to ask you an awkward question now. Do you think Spurs are better off without Harry Kane? I will never talk bad about Harry Kane because he is a he's an all he's our all time scorer, our record breaker, an absolute servant of the club through the highs and the lows. You know, one of the best in the world. You know, the day he left, you know, my heart broke, and I had serious worries and concerns about our season without him. But as I said earlier on, I think a lot of our players are thriving without him there because 
it wasn't necessarily Tottenham. It was a little bit the hurricane show at times. And I think now they're more united as a team and there's like a kind of equal front where everyone, you know, it's not like there's one star anymore. Um, and I think, you know, Son has, mm. I think, got his form back without Harry there because there was a little bit of a lull um, towards the end of last season, if you remember. And yeah, I just think that there's a little bit of pressure that seems to have been relieved. And yeah, they all just seem to be kind of not living in his shadow anymore. Go on, Rick, where's your latte today? <laughs> Ricky, tell me you didn't make a coffee during this match as well. And it, Chris, sorry for the personal joke here, but you know, North London derby last weekend, you know, when, when it was all kicking off, Ricky's making a coffee. Listen, I, I, I couldn't... Nerves. Mate, no, it, it, it was Saka doing, doing Madison's... Oh. I, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it, brother. I had to leave. But then as I'm making the coffee, we went and scored again to make it 2-2. So I just came back in to catch the goal. But I was like, oh! oh. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, you're not sponsored by Nescafe, are you? <laughs> not yet, Hole. Not yet, babe. You did the Nespresso yeah. ones, wasn't it? The pods yeah, were yeah, Junior, wasn't it? Yeah. Listen, I was getting so many coffee jokes last week, it's untrue. But no, I didn't I didn't leave my seat today. I might have paced up and down, but I didn't leave my seat. I was there. I was locked in. I was absolutely locked in. And you know what? Just a quick one on 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 Harry Kane. Look, like as as Hole said there, you know, unbelievable player for us, one of our greatest ever. And he would have done great in this side. But we, this is a new Tottenham side. And this is um, a new era. This is a new chapter. And, you know, even with the talk of a buyback clause, I want us to do so well that we don't have to buy him back. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't think he's coming back. You know we're going to win the FA Cup this year, don't you? Uh, oh, oh, I can feel you it. You know it's going to happen. It. And he's going to literally be sat in, sat in uh, Germany crying over a breakfast or something like that. Crack on, good luck. Make sure you put some mustard on it. That's what I say. Do you know what I mean? Like, do what you got to do, Harry. But this is a new side, man. And and this uh, and the fact that he has gone, like Holly was saying there, it has galvanised us. It's brought us together. And with a with a captain like Son, he epitomises everything that, that 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 we want in a captain. You know, he's vocal. He leads by example. He's he's always got a smile on his face. He's encouraging. He'll pick you up in the downtime. He'll encourage you in the middle time and he'll cheer you on and champion you in the good times. Do you know what I mean? He is class personified. You know, it's not only how he is on the field, it's how he is off the field. If you hear any of the new signings talk about, um, you know, coming in and being welcome, they all speak about Sonny. They all speak about how Sonny's the one that goes up to him and looks after him and speaks to him and, and shows him this, that and the other around the club and, and shows him the Tottenham way. And, and, you know, I've said many, many a time ever since, and this was what galvanised it for me, is that ever since Harry was about to leave or wanted to leave against Man City, it was Sonny that took, look at him, look at him. It was Sonny that took the responsibility on his shoulders and said, don't worry about this. To the rest of the team, to the manager and to all the fans, he said, don't worry about this, I've got this. And in that first game against Man City, what did he do? He showed up and he turned up and he showed us what type of player and how much he loves Tottenham and how much he loves a cockerel on his chest and how much he wants to do well for us. Saudi Arabia came for him this summer. Saudi Arabia came for him this summer. How many riches have they given, given Neymar, Benzema, 
the lot of them. They they're giving yachts, Bugattis, hotels, servants. You've got a Gucci shop in your house with these guys. Do you know what I mean? And Sonny said, Nana, I'm all right, because I've got things to do with Tottenham. I've got still got to achieve with Tottenham. I've still got to achieve with this team and with this shirt on my chest. And why is that? Because he is Mr. Tottenham. He does bleed blue and white, and he wants to be there. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's been so many opportunities for a quality player, world-class player like Sonny, to go other places, you know? But what did he do? He, this is his club. These are his fans. You know, he wants to do well for us. I don't know whether you saw, a, there was a clip from the Peter Crouch podcast about Ledley King, and they asked him why he didn't leave, if he, you know, why he didn't think about leaving, or if there was any kind of offers that came in. And he was like, this is my team. I've been captain since I was like eight years old. This is my team. All I ever wanted was for my team to do the best that it could be and, and do the best that he could do and, and be the best that I could be. And, he, and if that meant that him sticking around to drag us up and to go and achieve what we could achieve with Tottenham, then that's what he done. And I feel that with Sonny as well, you know, and I think that that just gives everybody within that squad an extra boost, an extra bit of fire in their belly to go out there and do well, to go out there and give more, especially when you're tired, especially when you've run into the ground, to go and give an extra 10% because Sonny's there and he's not only going to clap you on, but he's going to be running alongside you at the same time and, and doing the damn thing. So... You know, with Harry gone, let him go. But this is such a new era. This is such a new chapter. And let, let, let's continue building so that we don't have to bring him back. We don't have to buy him back. We're going to go for the next one. And Jamie Donnelly can come through and, and, and he, he can be the next Harry Kane. Do you know what I mean? Let's have some of that rather than going backwards. Let's keep moving forward. I'm glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Jamie Donnelly, actually, Ricky, because he has been one of the real standout performers for the under-21s, assisting and scoring goals this season. A fantastic player, one for the future. Um, Chris, let's come back to you because I wanted to talk a little bit about Richarlison. The 41st minute when Spurs were 1-0 up, uh, to Ritchie, uh, shot on goal, took a few touches, um, easy for Allison, and then uh, Richarlison hit the post. Of course, the, uh, the offside uh, flag went up. He had a couple of chances today, Richarlison. Um, he played the last 20 minutes of the game against Sheffield United here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, then we played the North London derby uh, Brennan Johnson got in ahead of him in the start 11. Do you think he would have been disappointed? And do you think he is disappointed now that Hunmin Son has taken that central role? Or do you think he actually likes playing on the left? Um, I think he w- I think he will be disappointed. I think he's he's, a, he's come out recently and said he's had some some struggles and stuff. Um, and and I think he hasn't, you know, hit anything like his his best form for us. Um, I would imagine. I mean, I don't. I don't know him, but I would imagine probably not going through the middle in that shirt. Probably, you know, that big number nine shirt, being expected to score goals, being the, you know, the the focal person. You know, having all that pressure. I think that's probably too much for him at the minute. I think him going into the, you know, going across back to the left. Um, is, is probably the right thing for him because he needs minutes. He needs to be on the pitch. He needs to be playing. But I think playing without that additional pressure of trying to replace, you know, 30 plus goals is, is probably better for him. Um, he was unlucky today. I think, I mean, he's, he seems to just not be getting the rubber to green at the minute, you know, that, that, you know, like you say, he hit the post, but I think, uh, 
your doggy had, had strayed offside anyway. So I'm sort of quite glad it hadn't got in because if it had been chalked off through someone else being offside and interfering in play, that would have been quite hard on him. Um, he blazed one over the bar, didn't he? Um, but it, it'll come. It'll come. I mean, to what extent it will come, I don't know. But he will, you know, he will start He will start scoring. But he, like, you know, as, as, as Ricky said earlier, oh, go on. Chris, 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 finish your point before he brings on whoever he's going to bring <laughs> on. Mate. And just to let everybody know that's listening, Chris Cowlin has gone off to get another surprise guest. So, Chris, Babin, you finish your point, mate, before he comes back with some next superstar. Go for it, bro. So, I, I think I think it will come. I think Richie will, will score uh, goals. I think once once he gets, you know, a couple, gets into a bit of a rhythm, I think he'll go for a bit of a purple patch. He's never been prolific, but I think playing on the left takes that pressure off him, and I think that's probably the best thing for him at the minute, to be honest. Yeah, and and, and you know what? With, with, with the Brazil number nine shirt, he's had a lot of pressure to get that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So him him achieving that, I wouldn't think that the number nine in a Tottenham shirt would be as heavy. But it's not so much about that. I think you know he alluded to a couple of his outside of football influences that have really had a toll on him, that have taken it out of him a little bit. And I think once he starts pushing those things to the side and he can clock on, I think, you know, who knows what can come from Richarlison. Yeah. Ricky, do you want to talk us through the uh, the equaliser? Because it was just before the halftime break. It looked like Spurs were cruising at that point. And it just seemed so disappointing that we conceded <clears> at that <throat> time. It, it, it was, it was like, it was a bit punch in the gut. Uh, goal to concede, especially at that time. They'd gone down to 10 men at that point. We were on the ascendancy, you know, and when that ball went in, you know, they got through us quite quickly and it was a good goal by Gakpo for him to kind of turn and shoot and get through two or three Tottenham defenders plus Vicario, you know, but I I was so disappointed at at, at that point because, you know, obviously they'd gone down to 10 men. And I was just like, I was, I was saying, I was shouting at the TV. I wanted us to go on and score another one in that first half. I was like, go, keep going. Now that they're down to 10 men, keep going. Get that other goal. You know, almost kill off the game in the first half. And you can never say kill off the game against Liverpool because they never stop as well. But to get it, to concede it at that time, when they've gone down to 10 men, you think that, all right, cool, the advantages with Tottenham, but then they started playing their football. So the fact that they worked up the field so easily, got the ball through to Gakpo, who had time to pick the ball up, touch, turn, shoot, and get it through those defend- those two or three defenders plus Vicario, I was kind of like, oh, come on, please. Because it always happens. It always happens against Liverpool. We always concede a dodgy goal. I remember the Wanyama rocket, one of my favourite goals against Liverpool. And in that game, um, Harry Kane got a penalty to make it 2-1 and he and the penalty got saved. And then luckily, in extra time at the end of the game, he got another one to make it a 2-2 then. So we, there's always something dodgy. You know, think about Bergwin when he had that, Bergwijn when he had those two opportunities to kind of uh, win the game, and you know, one went over the bar, one he just totally missed. It, it's always the way, and I thought, ah, oh, here we go, here we go, because Liverpool do have a hoodoo over us. They do have, you know, some 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 voodoo Tottenham voodoo dolls over us, and I don't know what it is, but they just do. And I thought, all right, here we go. This is going to be. You the never time know, that- Ricky. You never know, Ricky. 
big Ange might have a voodoo doll of cloth and it's just basically a tiny <laughs> little doll with massive teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that was another thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, to, to wipe the smile, that's it, it's a smug smile as well. That, to wipe that smug smile off of Klopp's face, that I think, you know, that was fa fantastic as well. But, you know, w with the goal conceded, like I said, it, it was like, I did feel that we was going to almost go into that point. I thought, all right, cool. You know, we're going to be brought down back to earth with this result now. And, you know, everything's been going so well. Everything's been going, not for us, but we've been working for the luck we've been we, we've deserved the, the the rubber the green that we've got in recent weeks and and the goals that we've got and the results that we've got we've 100% deserved and I was just like oh is this going to be the moment but with Big Ange and and with that with, with this side under Big Ange they never stop they never stop doesn't matter whether it's a goal they concede whether it's an injustice whether it's it's a poor challenge or a poor kind of um, card given or anything like poor decision, we keep going. We keep playing the Ange way. We keep playing the Tottenham way. We keep moving forward. We and that was great to see last week, and so much so to see this week as well. Because this week it was such a it it it, it was a it, it was tougher than last week almost. Even against nine men, it was tough because Liverpool are a quality side. We know that they've got quality from back to front. Allison as the goalkeeper, he's fantastic. You know, he had he had he saved some shots that yeah. that he had no right saving really, um, and and so he he would pull it out of the bag. So for us to keep going and for us to get that winner when we did, I, I was just ecstatic. You know, absolutely ecstatic. But w when Liverpool did score their goal, for me, I was like, oh, is this gonna be, is this gonna be what it is? Are they gonna beat us with ten men? And then nine men, are, are they going to get that lucky winner at the end? And then, you know, the football world, who, well, the majority of the football world have been praising us. But, you know, there's a lot that don't like that they're praising us and they can't wait to sag us back off again. They can't wait to go, ah, Spursy, ah, you get battered every week. Ah, they can't wait for that. And we haven't been able to give them that opportunity. And we shut that opportunity down today as well. So come on. Well, Madison said last week after the Arsenal game, we're not Spursy anymore. We're going in a new, new direction. Hopefully, that is the case. Um, so, half-time, it was 1-1. Holly, let's come to you. In the 49th minute, uh, Madison's shot. What a save from Alisson, as Ricky just mentioned there. We, we spoke about Vicario's double save in the first half, but Alisson's double save because in the 51st minute, an another unbelievable save from Hunmin Son um, to prevent us going 2-1 up. Uh, Saar with a shot, Alisson, in the 58th minute. We then had the ball in the net. It was offside in the 59th minute. And then in the 67th minute, Salah running on the left. What a tackle from Pedro Porro. Um, of course, Pedro Porro made his debut against Leicester um, last season. And of course, uh, a lot of people criticised his performance. I feel like he's come a long way since then. Absolutely. I mean, he was our replacement for Emerson back then. And I mean, at that point, I think a lot of us were just like, bring someone new in. But obviously, still unsure. But my God, he was phenomenal tonight, today. And also another person I don't think we've spoken enough about on the episode today is Basuma. My God, what a talent. Absolute magic. Like There's like stardust behind yeah. him wherever he runs. That guy is just 
I, I'm running out, like I said, same with you, Doggy, I'm running out of words. And I, I, I said last time I was on the show, it's absolutely criminal that he sat on the bench for us last season. He could have made the world a difference. And um, just like, <laughs> I'm just so surprised at what a great player he is, considering he got barely any time, if any time, for us last season. So just, and same, yeah, same with this comment, Sar. He did a madness for us. Um, was it in the? Was it in the? What game was it? Was it the Champions League game last season? Was Milan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he was just absolutely fantastic. And then we never seen him again. We were now nah, we saw him for another game shortly after. I think then Conte brought him off. But even so, he he showed such promise and potential. And it's great to see him starting. It's great to see him. You know, he's still so young, but just like him, him and Basuma just proving everybody wrong you know we barely saw them we should have seen them more but maybe Andrew's just instilled this extra confidence in them that they've needed and uh maybe he's just given them yeah that extra boost because just like hook it up to my veins because I'm just loving it and like Basuma every time I see him I'm just like chef's kiss <laughs> Chris let's come to you of course Liverpool went down to nine men in the 70th minute Jota going off the second yellow card. Um, the second yellow card was just 86 seconds after the first. What do you make of those two yellows? The first one, tough, I think. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it back since, but it looked like the first one. Uh, both fouls on uh, your doggy, weren't they? Um, the first one, I didn't feel that he did much. The second one, and he's on a yellow for the second, whether, whether it was a... Whether it, it was deserved or not, he's on a yellow. And then the second one is indisputable. Like, he's 100%. So, you know, he's, he's sort of, he's his own worst enemy there, really. Um, I think the first one, tough. The second one, nailed on. Um, but but that's fine. But, I mean, that, I don't know if you've got the stats there, but is it, did, did, did they all get booked? Did the whole Liverpool team end up on a on a yellow card i mean the, the, he was dishing them they were they were getting dished out pretty uh pretty quick um but yeah it was and then it was and then they just sort of sat back and they did really really well didn't they you know with nine players there but i mean at one stage they didn't even get out of their half did they we were we were sort of camped outside of their box um but yeah i okay i mean whether it you know, whether it is maybe it's slightly harsh but you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, we've had them go against us, haven't we? So uh, I just see a flash up on, on social media that that was, um, it was a, the red card was a year late for, for basically Kung Fu kicking uh, Skippy in the head. Uh, this... <laughs> so. Uh, well said, well said. Yeah. <laughs> these things, these things have a habit of coming back to bite you, don't they? But, um, but just on Poro, when he sent Robertson for a cup of tea, uh, that was incredible. <laughs> He turned. Did you see him? That was that was brilliant. And he's he's. I don't know if I've ever seen Robertson in a good mood, but he weren't in a very good mood after that. That's for sure. I knew you'd love that cup of tea comment, Ricky. Um, <laughs> in, in He'd love it more if it was coffee. The espresso, yeah, thank you. And the thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad everybody knows. I'm glad well, everybody knows. In the 73rd minute, uh, Liverpool made three subs, um, bringing all attacking players off, which was an interesting move from Klopp. Um, but in the 75th minute, uh, Van Dijk header over the bar from a corner. Um, I know a lot of people around me at the time thinking that Liverpool have got nine men and they're going to go and nick a winner. 
Um, of course, that is just the, the Spurs in us, isn't it? You know, we've been there so many times. Um, after 78 minutes, Pedro Poro had a shot at the goalkeeper, easy for Allison. A couple of minutes later, uh, we had a shot at the Liverpool goal. Uh, Richarlison couldn't quite guide it in. Um, in the 82nd minute, Kulisewski, um down in the box. A few people shouted for a penalty. What did you make of that incident? Is that there was too, contact Chris? outside the box. Kulisewski. Yeah, there was there was contact outside the box, but he sort of took took about twelve yards to go down. I think you know, make sure he was in the box. To be fair, he didn't make too much of a deal of it. I don't, I don't even think if he. I'm not even sure if he was sort of claiming it either. But but there was definitely he wasn't a, he wasn't a dive. He, he you know he got his you know their legs got tangled, but they were outside, and then his momentum. And a bit extra carried him into the box. Ricky, let's come to you. Um, in the 83rd minute, a couple of subs made. Uh, Davis and Skip coming on. Udogi and Saar going off. And in the 90th minute, uh, Vilez coming on, making his Premier League debut for Spurs. Hoybier also coming on. Uh, Madison going off and Basuma going off. Um, Ricky, talk about our winner. I'm going to leave it to you. Talk about our winner. Because I'll tell you what, I said at the start of the show. The scenes inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I've loved these home games so far. Man United, Sheffield United, and now today, um, three wins. Postecoglou has just got an incredible home record as well. We just don't lose games um, under him at home. But talk me through the winner, mate. I, do you know what? For me, it, it's a bit of a blur. I just remember us because because we was camped in there half at that point. We was getting crosses in. We was trying to make moves, but. They just wasn't coming off. You know, Kulu, I remember Kulu having a, a, a kind of snapshot. And then this ball comes across, across in, in, into the box. And, you know, with Matic, with Kanate, with Van Dijk in there, you know, um, with their midfielders in there, you know, I was just like, oh, I didn't know what happened. I just saw the net ripple and I ran around the house screaming. Do you know what I mean? Because it was at that last, the last possible moment that we could have scored, we scored. So I went, I went running around the house screaming. And, and when I came back, I was like, who was it? Who was it? At first, I thought it was Richarlison. I thought Richarlison scored this because everybody was piled over in the, into the corner. And then once I've seen the replay and I've seen that it was an own goal, do you know what? For me, that's even sweeter. And, and look, I know, I know it would have been nicer if a Tottenham, you know, player had scored it. But... Being Liverpool and being, you know, against all the things that have gone against us over the years, for them to get an own goal, for them to kick themselves in the backside, that was fantastic for me because that's something that Spurs would have done. Do you know what I mean? It's something that we would have done. We would have kicked ourselves in the backside. We would have had a defensive mistake or rolled it to one of their players in open space and they would have gone on to do it. But the fact that it was the other way around today was just beautiful and I've got a shout out Kulazewski as well because last week I mean week on week he's been growing in to the game but last week oh here he is here he, look, look Chris has only gone and get had a selfie with Kulazewski goodness gracious all he's this with flexing Ga I'm, Polly, so, he, so, I'm he, sorry he I was couldn't with, get him on he, he, oh look have a look listen to him listen to him he couldn't get him he was oh, with Gaza oh, the other Chris, night as well he was with Gaza the other night, Hole. Chris, he was with Gaza the other night. I saw the sort of picture. I saw the picture. Very Man. jealous. I'm just jealous, uh, Chris. I'm jealous. That's as it. you've seen, it's the right place at the right time. Yeah. And you, 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 like Kulazewski, always seem to be in the right place at the right time, Mr. Chris Cowlin. All right? Let, let, let me tell you. 
But no, Kulazewski, week in, week out, the, the work rate, the workhorse, the, the aggressiveness, the dribbling, the, 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 the ability to kind of slow down play and then change pace, change direction. He has been fantastic, do you know what I mean? And we're, we're seeing that Kulu that we bought in the January transfer window, that impact that he had on that side, go, uh, finishing that season, you know, totally lifted us. And you can see him growing and growing and getting back to that, to that level of performance. And I think he's going to surpass it as well. Um, so a big, massive shout out to Kulazewski. He could have been man of the match today and so could he, he could have been man of the match last week as well. But where you've got 1 to 11 working out of their skin, it, it's really hard to choose one of those men, uh, men of the match. Um, but bro, that, that, that equaliser today, it just sent me, it, it was a blur. I just saw the ball going into the box. I can't even tell you who crossed the ball right now because I'm going off a of memory. I can't tell you who put the ball into the... I'm going to guess it was Kulazewski, but I ain't got a clue. And then I just saw it flying off the knee. And at first, I thought it was Richarlison. But then on the replay, I was like, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's Matip. All right, fine. Fantastic. And <laughs> I, 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 I it didn't care. I it was Poro. I think it was Poro put it in. Was it Poro? Again, yeah, Poro. But I was like this as well. <laughs> Poro was next level today, man. I, I just loved Poro. And and you know what you said there, Chris, about Leicester, you know, in his debut and stuff like that. And and the, the one worry that we had was his defensive capabilities. You know, oh, is he going to get overrun? Is he going to get double teamed? Uh, are people going to target our right side again? And which people have done ever since Carl Walker. You've seen him step up this season. You've seen him shape up this season. You've seen people were worried about him going to right back instead of right wing back. And look how he's evolved week in, week out. My gosh, he, we have got a diamond of a player there at right back. And, and Pedro Porro, I, I, I see more assists, I see more goals, and I see more kind of, kind of mind blowing play from him coming in the future. Long may it continue, man. We have got six minutes before the stadium closes, so I'm going to do this very quickly. Uh, <laughs> our next game is Luton Town away. Um, they won today against Everton, their first uh, win in the Premier League. Um, they have now played six. They have won one. They've drawn one. They've lost four. They actually lost their opening four Premier League games against Brighton, Chelsea, West Ham and Fulham. Drew last week against Wolves. And as I said, beat Everton today. Holly, your thoughts on the Luton game next week and your score prediction? Score prediction, I'm going to say 4-0 Spurs. Um, and Chris, I want you to document the whole journey when you're going in the away end, please, because I find all of that very entertaining. Um, one what, you I mean you want, to see the, you want to see people's washing on the line? I want to see people's living rooms. <laughs> I want to see absolutely everything, what they got in their cupboards, everything. Um Second point I'll make before you go and get locked in, even though I'm sure you'd love to be locked in the stadium, Chris. Um, petition for um, the he's one of our own chat, but about Sonny because he is one of our own. I saw a tweet about that the other day and I was like, absolutely, yes, he is one of our own. And the other thing I want to say before you go, Chris, is can we have a Spurs chat podcast Christmas party? That sounds good. That sounds good. Good idea, good. isn't it? Can we all That'd have a Christmas get-together? That's what I wanted to ask as well. It depends whether uh, Ricky's drinking a coffee or not. No. I won't be drinking no coffee, bruv. No, I know you won't. <laughs> I'll be popping some bottles. It's champagne time. Champagne football deserves champagne, bruv. Do you know what I mean? That sounds good. We must do it. Um, 
Chris, your thoughts on Luton? I know you mentioned it earlier about, you know, we all know as Spurs fans, we, we go on these good runs and we have done over the years, but, um, you know, we've then been caught by teams like Luton. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I know. I will park the, the scepticism. I think uh, eventually we're going to have to, aren't we? I think we'll do it. I think, you know, there, there's nothing to fear there, is there? You know, if you can go away and, and, and play, you know, against, you know, play Arsenal off the park, you know, do that to Liverpool. Yes, with nine men, do that to Man United. It, you know, Luton, we, we, there's no reason why we shouldn't go and do that to Luton. I think it'll be 3-1. Ricky, what are you going for? And do you think also and Postacoglu will make any changes? If Brennan Johnson is fit and available, does Brennan Johnson get into the starting eleven, or does Richarlison keep his place? Firstly, I think out of a cautionary kind of option, I think you stick Brennan on the bench and you bring him off the bench because who knows what this hamstring niggle has been. Do you know what I mean? If he wasn't fit enough to be on the bench today, that means there's something there. So I, I would start him on the bench and then bring him off, um, bring him onto the field, uh, 60 minutes, 70 minutes to, to change the game. Um, what am I going for? I'm going for a big scoreline, you know, against Luton. I'm going to go for like a 6-0. Uh, what, what did you do, Hull? You done four. Did you do four? I'm going to go six. I'm going to go you, six. We you always compete with away. each other on the Listen. who has the highest score prediction. <laughs> Listen, it's all about belief. You know, I, you know, I used to joke, right? When we lost Conte, when we sacked Conte, pardon me, because we didn't lose him. Um, we knew exactly where he was. We sent him home. So when we sacked Conte and uh, Mason took over, and I remember Chris asking me many a time about who was going to take over, and I had no clue because for me, uh, it, it was the most despondent, the most disconnected I've ever been with Tottenham and, and, and my side before. And I used to joke about Ted Lasso. And you know what? If you've ever watched Ted Lasso, if you haven't watched it, I, I, I implore all of you to go and watch it. It's a fantastic uh, uh, football-related uh, TV show with a lot, a lot of heart. And I think that Ange Postacoglu brings that heart. And I think with Mila Yedinak, I don't know whether anybody knows about Roy Ken, which is kind of a take on Roy Keane uh, within the show. Um, I think we've got a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a hard nut, a bit of a no nonsense man in Mila Yedinek as well. And but the one thing that that show evolved around was belief, belief, believe in each other, believe in yourself, and believe in your team, and believe that the that there is no ceiling and there is no flaws. And if there is no ceiling and there is no flaws, then who are we to kind of put a number or a position on this side? And this is how I feel about our side right now. We've totally, we've gone night to day. We've gone, we, we've gone, you know, chalk to cheese. We, we've done all of it, oil to water. We have gone from the worst that we could possibly be to a potential of building and building and building to be the best that we could ever be. And when I talk about best, I talk about like past Pochettino best. Because this is what this side is saying to me right now. Not only are they giving me that vibes, and not only do we have grit, not only do we have talent, not only do we have determination, not only do we have never stop attitude, not only do we are, uh, not only are we fearless, not only do we not know when we're beaten, we do not know when we're beaten, we do not give up until that last second, until that last whistle is being blown. It says to me, the sky is the bloody world limit. So against Luton, I'm going to go six. Nil, Vicario clean sheet, six nil. 
I don't think Luton have got anything for us to worry about. I say that now, jinxing it. Watch Ross Barkley right now. But, you know, 6-0. And um, I reckon Sonny's going to get two. I reckon Richarlison will get two coming off the bench. I reckon um, I'm not going to go through the whole six, but that's what yeah, I reckon. Rick, Those Rick, will be the Chris two. Chris is going to get locked in the stadium. <laughs> I, do you know, I, that's my favourite part. I even say publicly, I've only got limited time and he still does it. I don't it. care. <laughs> you know me. You know me. Chris, I, it, you, you know what it is? I love seeing Chris escorted out by the security guards and because they know his name as well. They don't even say anything to him. They just look at him and go, Chris, come on, mate. Come on. Well, come this, on. This, that, this is how David Howe's come on. He said, oh, are you in your office? That was his words. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. But no, I see a big three points and a big six goals next week, bro. And, and this train continues. We continue to build and we continue to kind of go forward and come on you Spurs. Ricky, very quickly, um, thank you so much for coming on again. And it's lovely to have you here again after another win. Uh, where can people find you on social media? What are you up to at the moment? Have you got any news of any acting jobs? Have you got any good news for us? Oh, well, I do. Uh, you guys know where to find me, at Ricky J. Norwood on X, formerly known as Twitter, official Ricky Norwood on Instagram. Um, I do have a big announcement, but it's going to happen on the 4th of October. So... What I would say to everybody, um, I'm going to be appearing on Loose Women on the 4th of October where the announcement will be made. So uh, if, you're, if you don't watch Loose Women or if you're in a different country, I'm sure you'll see some clips. I'll sh I'm sure I'll put out some clips very soon um, of the announcement. Um, but yeah, for those in the UK, set your recorders 12.30 on the 4th of October. Uh, for the big announcement. And I know I promised you, Chris, that I was going to give you a call and let you know. And you I did. haven't done that yet, but I will, my friend. I will, well, I will let everybody know. I'll, Something I'll, exciting is definitely coming. I'll save you the call. When I leave the stadium, I'm ringing you, so you better answer. All right, fine. Let's have it. Holly, thanks so much for coming back. Where can people find you? At Holly BBC, and unfortunately, how does one follow that? I am not going to be on Loose Women in four days, and I don't really have anything to update you on. My life is still the same. The most exciting thing I've got going on is Spurs, so I'll see you on here again soon, celebrating another win. And of course, look forward to that Christmas party as well. Chris, absolute pleasure having you back on. Um, Thank you. Look, look forward to having you back on again soon. Um, what programmes are you working on? Where can people find you? Uh, I think it's at Chris.Bavin on any social media channel that uh, that is out there. Um, and I'm currently doing a new series, Series 2 of Audi's Next Big Thing, which will be on Channel 4 in the spring. Uh, and then just various different bits and pieces. But yeah, follow me on social media and, and we'll, I'll keep you updated if you so desire. Chris, thank you so much. Ricky, Holly, thank you so much for your time this evening. Always good talking about a win. And it's so good seeing all of us smile again and again, week in, week out, under Ange Postacoglu. Let's hope that we're smiling next week against Luton. So we will see you next week after the Luton game, Saturday afternoon. And uh, as I say, we look forward to that Christmas party that Holly wants organising. Um, and we look forward to Ricky's news as well. Um, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for all of your support. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, come on.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.